You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Wow. And I thought we were live like 10 seconds so ago. I was <laughs> digging out of a hole and it, was, it wasn't pretty. You yeah. did a good job. So I, I it did. is. It has been, although I'll repeat this again, 14 sleeps. Because Christmas has come and gone, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and I've, I've spent time around a lot of children, and uh, apparently they gauge days by sleeps, by how many sleeps it is, which is weird if you take a nap because yeah, that that would throw off. You're my already, job. you know, four. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so it's it's been two weeks. Punk wisdom, Matt and Allison here to cause more shenanigans or i don't know get on each other's nerves or whatever we're gonna do today um we have a new uh not not a new new person but a new for tonight person Mm -hmm. ellen right i said your name right correct uh yes you did (laughs) okay good good good. it's not elaine no (laughs) i would get elaine a lot okay substitute teachers and oh see they always pronounce my last name wrong it's really never a they want to say gross, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, because they, do. they don't want to say gross. I don't. I, I guess I can understand that. I, like, like because am otherwise, I embarrassed about if, it? I've been living with it for. Yeah, but imagine if you're a kid in school, right? And your teacher says Matt gross, and you start to cry, and you go home and you say your teacher <laughs> was just mean to you <laughs> because it's and really pronounced gross. Is. Damn it! <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's much better for her to gross first, right, and then for you to correct her with. The name that she's not calling you, so <laughs> and most of the time I didn't because I've been I've been <laughs> so, in that I I pronounced something a way I thought yeah. and you know like, like oh they're so offended I'm sorry like I do know how to read dumbass you know Dumas, yeah <laughs> isn't that a German heavy metal song oh gosh what song is that no it's Duhas but it's Duhas yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. From, uh, and that name well one fell flat so <laughs> we got uh, 57 minutes left. I kind of got the joke. No, I got the joke. So how was your Christmas? Um, I worked through it. I mean, I, I didn't – I had Christmas Day off, um, but I worked Christmas Eve. And what was funny is back in Thanksgiving, um, the family was, quote, unquote, planning the Christmas get-together because it's usually either at, either at my brother's house or one of my sister's houses because um, I have two sisters, not that they have multiple houses. Well, I guess they each have one, so it would be multiple houses. But anyway. I think we get it. Yeah. Um, and my brother didn't want it at his place, uh, at least not this year. Nobody really ever wants <laughs> it, do they? Um, and so my sister was having it, and I thought we were planning it Thanksgiving Day. Uh, apparently not all the plans were made because they decided on a time, which was going to be uh, one to four or one to five at my sister's house. And I happened to work th- uh, Christmas Eve till 4.30. So I didn't have Christmas with the family. Wait, um, you had to work until 4.30? Christmas Eve. P.M.? Yeah. yeah. Well, shit's just getting started, or at least it is at my house. No, because my family, for whatever reason, decides to plan all their family gatherings <laughs> on that fucking day. So then they have multiple families they're going to all on the same day. And they leave Christmas open. It's like, well, we've been doing Christmas Eve at as our family, intimate family get-together for decades now. Why all of a sudden you guys are starting to plan your other family get-togethers on the same damn day? It just didn't make a lot of sense because it was like, like whatever. So they planned it in the middle of the afternoon, which they didn't do in the past because they're always complaining about the little ones having nap time. So they'd always planned it later in the afternoon, it, you know, say a decade ago when all the kids were little. But now all of a sudden, and we're getting older. Now that everybody's getting older, like, let's have it earlier and earlier in the day. So they didn't actually give me a time that we're actually going to have this family gathering until the day before uh, Christmas or Christmas Eve. It was like that weekend. They kind of decided, oh, we're going to have it at 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. I'm like, oh, you guys have fun then. I right? won't be there. And so my mom was all upset. I'm like, what do you want me to do, Ma? <laughs> I go, I mean, luckily, I, I will say I did get out early that day. They let me out early, but I made it for like the last hour. So I made it for dessert and the opening of the gifts, and everyone was happy to see me. And then I guess it was good for me because I didn't have to spend time with them. I could just say hi and leave. That's true. <laughs> Circumstances <laughs> beyond my control. <laughs> right. Sorry. But that was my Christmas. You don't have to sweat it until next year. Well, it's so Christmas that's... Eve anyway. I mean, Christmas Day, we sat around the house and um, – and uh, we watched uh, 
Willow, which I haven't seen in forever. Oh, wow. Hmm. So that was pretty cool. What about you? Excellent. Um, well, I like to think I'm being courteous by doing Christmas Eve in the evening. So my dad, well, my parents come over, uh, my dad and my stepmom, and they bring the chicken check, chicken and potatoes. Nice. And then we do everything else. We do the honey ham and all the whatever, and everybody gets there. So it's like a 435 kind of thing. And then um, all of the did – I, did I brag about getting 12 sets of matching pajamas? Not, I don't think I yet. did the last time. Okay. So, yeah. So we have uh, – because we have grown kids. We have kids that have moved out. And so it's one of those – we only do this. We don't really do a huge Thanksgiving. It's, it's kind of more of an open house on Thanksgiving. So all day long they kind of come and go. But uh, Christmas Eve is when we get the kids and I get to read them stories and we just do serious, like serious old school Norman Rockwell family time. Hmm. And um, so I like to think I do that so that I don't have any expectations of them stopping by on Christmas Day. Plus, we still have the three teenagers at home so we can give them their Christmas morning like kids. And it works out really well. So I manage because, okay, Brent's 30 now. So and he's he's size large. So he's a grown man, six something. And then there's um, Dakota, right? Our new Mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of our kind of our addition, and then uh, Kenny Gina's boyfriend. So we have three grown men, and then our newest grandchild is like three months old. Actually, it was two months old on my birthday. So there's that. And I found pajamas. Started with the pants, but then the little kids came with shirts. So then I bought shirts to match all the adult ones, the teenagers and the adults, mm-hmm. and um. Matt's Bladder Graphics created replicas of the pajama shirt for the little ones. And so all uh, 12, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and a T-shirt for either so as 12, um, had matching Christmas Eve pajamas. Nice. I know. And if you know me, I'm, I'm so not. Not up. Family up. Like family above me. Not so much. Family right, right. below me. My own family. Oh, yeah. We're kind of starting over. Yeah, we're kind of building something new. So good. Yeah, so I think it's really cool. So we had like little cousins in the house, and did you do your kids get up at the butt crack of dawn on Christmas morning? Nah, they're teenagers. It was like I don't know nine thirty. They were all still literally sleeping. Yeah, we had a, we had a <laughs> Kirsten bed. Yeah, it was pretty good. But Kirsten's always good. been that way. Always been that way. No, we did this six o'clock for years. Six seven. And then we made them go back to bed when they were a little bit older, like five thirty. Not doing five thirty. Call me at seven. So then we did that, and then now they're just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. What, what yeah, that's it? the thing about teenagers. They're not. They're not quick. They don't run in and jump on the bed and get so excited. They're like, "Can I eat first? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's cool. So they did really well. Yeah. We had fun. How was your Christmas Eve, Christmas Day? You guys just laze around, or do you have more family come we, over? We no, we go to. Um, that's when we squeeze in. I can finally squeeze in kind of some quality time with my in laws. So, because um, working two jobs, there's not. Yep. You know, you fit time in for your friends, but like parents and in laws and family stuff, you just kind of miss a lot of it. So, um, so we go to. This is the third year in a row we have met up at a McDonald's. <laughs> And the whole clan eats dinner at McDonald's, and my in-laws pay for it. So they buy they buy oh, McDonald's. That's cool. Yeah. How often guys, it's really cool. How long have you guys been doing that? This is the third year. Okay. But we went to our normal location, which there is a – and I realize this. There's a lot of people out there who really give a shit about this. The 12 Mile and John R, or 13 and John R, right up there, yeah, close to the mall, just south of the mall. Um. Mm-hmm. Was has always been open, and we've gone there probably three years. No, this is the fourth. Anyway, whatever it doesn't matter. And there was the place was like a ghost town, so we thought it was really cool. Place is almost empty. There's like one other guy sitting over there talking to himself, and then us. <laughs> uh, this year that location was closed, and they said, "But that's okay. Twelve amount is open. Twelve amount is open. Twenty four hours sign on the handwritten." So we're like, "All right." So two cars now. Two cars. My in laws, sister in law. My nephew and then our, us and our family drive all the way to Twelve Mound, and the place is packed. The drive-through line is like Jeez. around the block. 
It was ridiculous. But inside it wasn't so bad. And as long as you're not still pissed off at that kiosk, which I am. They have kiosks in that one? I haven't gone inside uh, Yes. And I just – I'll always either drive through or Taco Bell because that's bullshit. <laughs> they want $15 an hour. It's just, I, even if it's not 15 give them 12 I don't – just – this is stupid. So that's where I stand on that. <laughs> Yeah, we had absolutely zero plans to go out anywhere. We used to – We every now and again, we'll go hit the movie theater and go see a movie on Christmas Day. Right? Everybody's got like hats on because nobody does yeah. their hair. Nobody just yeah. – pajama pants, just let's go. We didn't do that this Whatever. year. We just didn't have, We spent too much money on Christmas, so we didn't really have anything left over to go, go out anywhere. So we just kind of hung out at home. I feel you there. So – Everybody feels the after Christmas crunch, don't they? Exactly. That's kind of where we're at right now. Like, oh, we've got bills to pay. Mm. <laughs> right? I can't really call them up and say, hey, we just had Christmas. Can you wait? <laughs> Although we kind of did something. Um, I think it's now a tradition where because we have teenage girls, all the gift cards they get on Christmas, we take them right out the next day. Let's just let's get rid of them. So mm. if you have a $20 or $50 at Michael's, let's go to Michael's. You need paint supplies, whatever it is. Hot topic. So we'll go and we'll and we'll blow those cards and then we still then we have, get stuff we actually want and then Christmas yeah. really rocks because you got cool shit and the shit you know you you didn't know you wanted and then you got yeah I told Ruth I didn't want anything because I was we're splurging on the tattoo and uh, I'm like you know you don't need to buy me anything this is this is good enough but she doesn't like the fact that I don't open anything up on Christmas Day so. She buys me stuff anyway. I kind of feel weird about that too if somebody doesn't have – So – Yeah. So I got some socks, which I which I totally needed. So that was cool. And well, there you go. What was funny is that I thought I was – I went to her wish list on Amazon and picked out like three, four things. And at the time I had Amazon Prime so I didn't have to worry about waiting too long to, you know, order. And so I uh, – You got to procrastinate. Yeah. So I ordered all this crap. And, but I'm like, she goes, she already knows all this stuff because she's the one that put it in her wish list. So I need to get her something that's not on her wish list. So I went and bought her a t-shirt from, uh, from Sisters of Mercy, uh, from their website. And, um, so I wrapped it up and whatnot. And she opened, she opened it up and she gets this look in her face of complete and utter surprise and joy. I'm thinking, oh, cool. I really hit the mark on this. Well, turns out that her response or her reaction to it was because she bought me the same damn shirt and I opened it like two gifts later. <laughs> and so we're looking at her like, hmm, I guess uh, we See, I we know each sweet. other really well. Yeah, that's adorable. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. <laughs> yep. And I have um, – I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but I have this – People, all right, people start shopping, like Christmas shopping early, right? Yeah. There's some people you'll find out there, they're like, oh, I start in June or I start when I get my tax returns or whatever yep. it is. It's disgusting. And I noticed anytime I do that or if I find myself in a place and there's just something I just can't resist, and I'm like, all right, I know it's August, but I'll buy it for Christmas, whatever. I lose them <laughs> because I put them away somewhere. I'm like, don't forget this is here. Nope. I'm good. Uh, and I lose it. So after Christmas, while we're trying to find places to put the new crap, you like, what's this bag? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. So, um, so I did that. Did that yesterday. That was fun. <laughs> did you wrap it up and here it's belated? No, it's just no, you. it's it's no, just in the bag, receipt, everything. And that's another thing, too, because if you keep your Christmas receipt, you'd be like, hey, wait a minute. I bought that thing. Where is that? And then you'd look for it and then you find it. But no, the receipt's still in the bag. Um, no. So I, I I will wrap it up and I will give it to its recipient and Birthday apologize gifts? for losing it in the closet. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Ruth came home with a, with a package. She opened no, it up. No, because if I keep it for the birthday, it'll get lost again. And that's then true. And then it'll just be mine. I'll just never get to enjoy it. <laughs> I, I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, I, Ruth came home with a package. She opened it up. It was just normal, like package in the mail, so it wasn't wrapped or nothing. And she's like, "Here's another gift that you were supposed to get on Christmas." And she walks in Chris in Kirsten's room, like, "Here's one for you." Um, yep. 
So, yeah, the, or, the wonders of uh, ordering online, you know. Yeah, well, I see, I don't trust it much, especially with clothes. Um, if I went to, I mean, I have to go to Carhartt and I have to order something, which is fine. I don't know if you can on there. I would assume so. Is there a Carhartt place on Rochester that's nearby? I don't like know, between maybe. 13 and 14 or 12 and 13 or something. Well, I'll just <laughs> across the street from the old Kmart that was right there. I do. I I'll Maybe have to, not. I'll look it up and I'll see because my 14 year old, half of my twins decided, and she's been, and she's actually wanted this for a while. She wanted a Carhartt jacket, like the zip up hooded jacket. It's the big heavy duty one. Yeah, the safety green one okay, with yep, yep, the yep. reflective strips. Yeah. She asked, she wanted one as just a piece of clothing, just a fashion. Right. So I got her one. It was too big and I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She also wore the cloak though. She's the she's the cloak kid. Hmm. You know, which was great because she was in that Lord of the Rings <laughs> kind of yeah, phase right, right, right. and you know, it was totally fine. Um, so now, yeah. So, and you know how expensive those are? Like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. They're not cheap. I'm like, but $50 nice. for There's... a hoodie? That's crazy. I look at this one. I was like, Jesus. But then, you know, it's lined their... and it's warm and yeah, it's- they make their stuff. It's pretty you know, good for quality. A, for an outside uh, worker, which is a big freaking deal. Speaking of which, I really don't think they're going to get this freeway done. Oh, I know. Everyone's posting it like crazy on Facebook right now. Yeah, um, so we, whatever. in case you don't know, we are at the lovely Podcast Detroit in Royal Oak, Michigan, and the freeway that takes me from this side of town to that side of town, straight across, one of the only ones there are, yep. has been closed for what, nine months, I don't know, Jesus Christ, it's been forever. Oh, crap, yeah. I pass all those entrances, I can't get on, <laughs> but I don't have to merge with the exits, so I guess it's a wash. Uh, you just drive by. And, but if you come from Oakland County, you can drive all the way on it. Yeah, you, you can, can go get west. on over there. Yeah, you can go west. You just but, can't go east. You right. can't go east until you get to- uh, For us people who use it to other live- Other side of 75. Yeah, locally. Yeah, right. we're we're kind of shut off. You got to go five miles the other direction just to get on and ride it to- I only had to put up with that bullshit for <laughs> a couple months before I switched jobs, and now I'm only a couple miles from home, so I don't have to worry about 696 nope. anymore. I still Except take for that fact, service drive every day. Well, I'm on it too, or kind of, because I usually take 11 mile to go to work, um, so I pass by your place all the time. Um, but yeah, it's just like you're still dealing with 696 traffic because it's closed going east, so where's all those other cars? They're on 12 mile, they're on 11 mile, they're on 10 mile, they're on 13 mile. But the thing is, any smart driver knows that 12 and 13 is all jacked up because at 3 o'clock, that's when all those auto plants and those shops get out, and it's a gridlock. Mound sucks. Van Dyke sucks. So even if you find a way to go east and west, coming back north and south, wherever you need to go close to 11, is sucky anyway. So it's just better just to get on the service drive and just bite it all the way home. It sucks, and I hate it. And they say they're supposed to get it done. and We'll see. We'll see. We're Michigan. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a crapshoot. It could go either way. (laughs) Didn't they say end of the year? Was that a literal end of the year? Or was that the end of the winter season? Well, originally it was supposed to be done in October, I thought. Agreed. October, but we talked, November, something like that. Yes, but they went on strike and yeah. so we were – Well, they canned the old delayed. company, got a new company in there and they had a terrible bunch of shit because the old company did shoddy work and it's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks when, nice now. When – who was going to come in? The National Guard? Were they? I didn't hear it that much. Some – yeah. Some – the they were talking about bringing in – actually bringing in like, I don't know, one of the branch – I don't know, some branch something – to finish it if they couldn't, that's like, I don't know, fix it or work something out. And so, and that's that's what happens when you go with <laughs> lowest bidder. I mean, you get what you pay for. Is that what the saying Yeah, but is? how else are we going to line other people's pockets? You can't have it both ways, Matt. <laughs> God. True enough. True so, enough. you know, I mean, those people are victims too. I'm sorry. I said that with a straight face, didn't I? I did. It was good with that one. Yeah, you, was, <laughs> you had me. You had me going. Oh, no, you yeah, know, I right. mean, it's yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> it's just what are, you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? There's a there's a, a what is it? Eighteen percent built prison 
right down the way. Is it really? Yeah, the one in Detroit. I think they started something. Huh. I always pass it, and I, I, I see it's obviously only a small percentage done, but then there's several floors of it. So you look, and you're like, I can see doors. <laughs> like, Interesting. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there or not. I haven't been down there in a while, but yeah. All I do know is that the, all, of the, all the new developed areas in Detroit are becoming more too expensive for the residents of Detroit to live there. Well, of course. So no, because I was listening to some. I'm not going to say who in case people are listening to this, and I don't want to point out all the bigots that I know. Um, no, we we do that racist. on other previous shows <laughs> or racist and future ones. Know, true enough. Um, but they're they're We're coming com- for you. They're complaining about how later a lot of the Detroit residents are moving up closer into the suburbs and everything. And I'm like, well, when you have new developments down there in Detroit, who are making housing too expensive for the people who are living there. Where do you expect them to go? Well, that's in New York City. They get all those rent control departments. It makes it at least – I don't want to even say easy, but it makes it easier. Right, right. And they just passed that in California now too. So So this is where we're headed. If you want to survive, it can't just be – it can't just be because then it just can't. Yeah. Detroit ain't about that anyway. The people, something, something will, something's going to have to give. Yeah, it, it will eventually. I mean, one thing is, we are living in an era now where we're going to start seeing a lot of change. I really, truly believe we're going to start seeing a lot more change in 2019 and on forward. People have got to the got to the breaking point, I think, and so we're going to see a lot more people. At least, if the change doesn't happen right away, we're going to hear a lot of people shouting and screaming. We'll see. Well, I mean, there's always that, but then again. Pot has been legalized. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. We were just ready to go into that election the, the time before that. Um, and there's complacency. There's, you know, the weird thing is, though, you can't buy it anywhere. There's nowhere to buy it. It'll so it's come. legal. Well, well it's, yeah. it's actually time for the friends who are holding to stand up, be good guys, and technically gift it <laughs> to your friends. That is totally okay to do. Now, obviously, you can't sell it. But, you know, if you take it over to your friend's house and you go, dude, here is this. I am your friend and I'm gifting this to you. The other person can go, here, let me give you like a 20 for gas. And then he'd be like, that would be really nice of you because you're my friend. <laughs> and then we could do it that way. So once people start doing it that way, um, I don't, I don't know. People get lazy. Yeah, I, I think get the, tired. the projection is at least <laughs> another year or so before we're going to start seeing uh, dispensaries. Is that what they're calling them? Um, we they actually have can sell the shit. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm mental. I can walk in and get it anytime. I mean, my card. People have been flashing Ruth, those yeah, things been, around. Kirsten's been bugging. She says that she can. She could probably get one too. A card, um, but. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is, for sure. We'll I don't see. know. I don't even – it just seems weird. Does it still seem weird? I – Like but, not in general. Like not the idea in general because, okay, pot is legal and, and we're kind of processing and wrapping our head around it and figuring out how it's going to work for us. I still worry about losing my job. So yeah, I got yeah, to wait till that. that like fog clears a little bit to figure out where – There definitely is that. Um, because if I can have a beer on a Friday night, I don't understand. I don't right. know. Does that negate any? I mean, we've been because drug that, tested for so long. It just seems strange. Yeah, but alcohol leaves your system after X amount of time. True. Where, where a pot stays in your system for, for a month. So a month or more. Right. So it's, it, yeah, I don't know. So I think that's going to change some, some, at some point. But right now, employers have the right to fire you for anything. And of course, so. then you have to trust, right, that – People who are going to be using this substance is going to treat it the same way they would treat alcohol, not the same way they would treat cigarettes or tobacco. Right. You don't wake and bake and go to work. Right, right. Even if nobody notices, it's still not something you do. Where alcohol, you can smell it. Someone's a little tipsy, obviously. But I just – it's weird. It is. I mean the more, the more I sit and think about it, it, it is hard the, to the, wrap our yeah, head around. Yeah, in the crevices, in those little cracks like – there's those, well, what in this instance and what right, in right. this instance and a lockbox in my car? Okay, but if I put it, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. There's a lot of things that still got to, you know, can you imagine like like children in France drink wine and it's something that they've, it's always been that yeah. way. If we just decided to like 
oh, a wine, just here you go, six-year-old or whatever it is. Like it, what, it would just seem really weird if we mm-hmm. switched all that stuff. So anyway. Well, this still seems weird just because we've had it pounded in our head for so long that it's it's a drug or it's a gateway drug, you know. And so just the idea of seeing when, seeing people light up on the street, which I haven't seen yet, but I'm just saying – when I start, when we start seeing that more, it's just going to be, it's going to be a little odd. Right. Not that it's wrong. It's just like, it's just seems and, weird. And I if you it, can, yeah. okay. So, and here's my other question. Can you smoke? Okay. You can smoke cigarettes outside a bar in a beer garden, right? So you can go down to Salinas. Right, right, right. And you can sit there and you can have a drink and then you can go, yeah, I want to smoke a cigarette. And you can go outside in their beer garden, freeze your ass off and smoke a cigarette. Can you now do that with weed? I don't see why not. But I think it's still up to the establishment probably. Since you're on their property, they can still make the rules. So I don't see why they would discourage it. But right now, I don't think it's much of an issue because nobody's really doing it that much. But when you but then you're when in they public more, and you can, I don't know. It when just, they start making it more readily available, or are they going to regulate it to the point like alcohol to where you can't have it out on the, out in the open because you can't just walk down the street with an open beer in your hand? Agreed. Um, so is Michigan going to do that with? Weed? Apparently, you can't even slam six and then walk down the street. I just I learned that too. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> just. Kidding. Just kidding. It's drunk and disorderly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it'd be kind of odd if they did that to, you know, to marijuana. Like, you know, so am I not allowed to walk around with one lit? Yeah, you can't street? like be like at a yeah. carnival or whatever and just be like. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But you can think smoke. of it that way. It makes it really weird. Like, huh. Just in wonder, regular public. Yeah, yeah. Just. I mean, I don't see why not. But then again. Because if you go to these festivals, you can walk around with open open containers of alcohol. Some some ah, see, there's got to be. But, I know you can compare with tobacco here and there and whatever, and then you can compare it with alcohol. Okay, you got to be twenty one. Okay, whatever. But it's its own thing, and I think, I think, I guess this is my point: is that we talk about being governed. We talk about the laws that we are. Do we have to follow the ones morality versus legalities and those kind of things? Okay, yeah. And we are so used to being governed. Now we're like, holy crap, I have this weed in my hand. I, I have to wait until they tell me what to do with it. <laughs> like, I know I can do it in my own house and I can step out on my own lawn and look over to my crazy, horrible neighbor and be like, suck it, Chuck. But <laughs> that's about all I know. I know how to carry it in my car, which is probably just right now don't <laughs> or put it in a locked box and maybe a locked box in your trunk. I don't know. Maybe it might that's be, what they're might doing right now. right now. Maybe they're, maybe they're cracking that's what they down are doing. and trying to figure out exactly how it's going to work. Yeah, they're, they're writing this whole new set of laws for this whole new set of things that are going to change the culture of our life forever. The kids are going to grow up and it's, they're, they're never going to know a time when it wasn't legal. Right. I had hippie parents. Oh my God, the difference, <laughs> right? It's just, it's just really strange. Anyway, so I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. Like, I don't know, I'm researching things and I'm trying to keep my finger on the me. pulse a little I bit. I want to say something that's a little controversial that might get me in trouble. <laughs> Is it about weed or are we changing? Yeah, yeah, gears? it okay. is because I've been seeing things posted, you know, different memes posted, different uh, Twitter posts posted about how we shouldn't as uh, white privileged people um, talk about or promote being able to smoke weed now and so on when there are so many brown and black people in prison for just possession of it and so on. And I, I go and I get it. I understand that. I go, but there's nothing we can personally do about that. So why are you shaming the people that can use the stuff now as opposed to, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm kind of, I was like, it's, it's weird because I'm You know what? It, they have a point though. They do. I haven't, I haven't heard that. And it's weird that I teach with the kids that I teach and, and we haven't had that feedback yet. I mean, of course, I talk to them and I say, it's still totally illegal for you. You'll still go right. to jail for it. You're still 16 years old. There's nothing you can do. 17, it doesn't even matter for you. Never at all. Um, and I, and I try and kind of keep that up to them. This is a great party for everybody else but you. 
Right. So, um, and it's never, it's never come back. It's actually something that now I want to, I want to pick brains. However, uh, my initial response would be while you're rolling that, while you're appreciating your newfound liberties and freedoms, uh, write a letter, write a letter and make a phone call. Yeah. Call your representatives, call your governors, call those who can change this now, reduce the sentences. Let's start figuring out, you know, you got three truckloads full. Well, yeah, you might want to stay in there. They might want to keep you for a little while. But right. You got stuck with one of those dime bags out on a corner. You were dealing. That's still not legal. But um, but still, I, I would agree. Write a letter or make a phone call. To I totally agree responsible. with that. I just thought it we was, can start there right. until we figure something else out. But it, it, it just, totally it, a great point. Yeah, it just gets weird. I read and I read it. And I'm like, I totally see your point. I totally get it. But it is legal, so they should be able to enjoy it. And quite frankly, I think it's their their suffering. They're almost martyrs for the cause. In a way, if you think about it. Okay. Because, okay, maybe they weren't saying, okay, if I go to jail, this is going to, you know, another right, nail right. in the coffin. No, they they just weren't trying to survive. Right. They weren't trying to socially change anything. Um, however, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. And whether you want to recognize it or not, um, if, it, if it weren't, maybe if it weren't for all of that, uh, we wouldn't be where we are now. So, I don't know. It, you know, there's something to be Hats said. Hats off to those serving time yeah. behind bars for, for weed charges. There's something to be said. I, I read a book a while back by uh, – what's her name? Crap, I forget her name. Crack uh, is still wacky, though. The, the name of her book is called The Shock Doctrine. She's a I've jur- heard of that. She's a journalist. I forget her name right now. Um, but anyway, um, it talks about how governments will try to use different events – that shocked the culture so much and use that to change things um, to where they can implement policies that not ordinarily would not get passed because they are totally draconian or against the people, but the people will bite into it and accept it because of this shock. Sort of like uh, as an example, 9-11, when the planes hit the hit two towers and almost hit the Pentagon and so on, everybody was in a state of shock. So at that point, Bush and his cronies were able to pass the Patriot Act. Which we all know is shit and totally terrible. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but they're able a, to a little pass bit of it. it is is understood. A little right. bit I a little understand. Bit. A little bit, but they took it way beyond what it sh- where it should yeah, be. Yeah, they pretty much kind of took. But a they lot. used that shock mm-hmm. to pass something like that. And so I look at it. You can look at the pot situation almost the same way, where the mass incarceration that we've had of black and brown people because of this particular drug or this particular substance. Um, shocked our culture to the point of like we need to make a change. In this way, this shock therapy or shock doctrine actually is more of a is a positive as opposed to in the past when you look at it, it's been always been used in a negative way. Um, but this way, because like I guess it's not really a positive for all those people that are in prison, but as positive as something changed for the better. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, it's been a fifty year long movement. Yeah. Right from the mid '60s, early '60s, before I was born. So somebody correct me on how dumb I am because I wasn't even here. Um, when all the 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 peace and love and all that kind of—I oh, yeah. mean, my parents were rolling. I'm like nobody's business. I can remember watching it, and they didn't think it was a big deal that I was watching because they were hippies, and hippies were all about. I don't think it, it grows that... from the ground, and it's this cool thing. And it wasn't and that just huge relax. of a deal back then until they started really this turned this whole. Uh... The war on drugs. Well, Nancy Reagan, man, she put a huge footprint in that one. And they started targeting all the black and brown people and they used that as their way of imprisoning them. Um, And I think that's what really kind of turned around. That happened a few few decades ago. I think we were alive at the time when they started doing that shit. Because that was Nancy Reagan and Bill Clinton even made it worse. Um, The Clinton era made it worse. I think it it might have started with Nixon. If I remember right, but that well, was Nancy Reagan coined the phrase "just saying." No. She definitely. started that, and then there was the Dare program for all of our kids in school. Which, by the way, yeah. they don't do anymore. No, nope. At least not in our district. I don't. In right. fact, you know I, I don't think I've seen it. Not even even seen Mad that much anymore. Either. Nope. Or the kids. Well, Mad is still Mad is it's still, still there, around, but I'm not seeing it. The kids went through a, kid, a program, and when school. they went through that program, they got T-shirts. I don't even really see fifth graders, ten-year-olds. Mm. Typically, I don't even see the T-shirts anymore. So I don't know. 
I don't know. However, um, maybe a second to talk about this whole gateway thing. Go ahead. Because now that this is legal, we're putting our money where our mouth is, right? Yep. We are we are saying this is something that we should have access to and screw you. We're going to vote for it. So now we did. So I would like to, I guess, just my just my opinion. We've been the girls and I have been talking about it. Our family and I have been talking about it a lot. Uh, subject came up: Are you going to start smoking it? Like my teenagers, mm-hmm. and now I have this dilemma. Socially, I should be able to go. Hell yeah, man! I mean, this is this is how we change. This is how we grow as a society. Right. Um, or does that stigma of being a closet pot smoking parent, which there are tons out there, and I have never judged you not once. Right. Um, unless you're a wake and baker, and then I think you're kind of a dope, no matter who you are. But <laughs> unless you can tolerate that kind of thing, if you know, if Jesus, because there's the whole arthritis thing, people wake right, up and they right, use right. and whatever. But if you just walk around stoned all day, I don't have much use for you. Um, but still, the thing is, so how do I handle that with them? And I had to tell them the honest truth. I'm, I'm really not sure yet. I have no idea how I'm going to handle this. I don't know how my job's going to work, and I kind of give them the nutshell version, and then we left it at that. Um, I said, you guys are not because until you're 21, it doesn't change your life at all, except for maybe the mood of your teachers, which I really hope doesn't change a whole lot. Right. And that's that. But gateway wise, I wanted to kind of throw this out there because in a certain instance, I would say maybe it is in the instance of an addictive personality. So we have people who are born and grow up and they have addictive personalities in which case I would think in some circumstances weed would be a gateway drug for them. Also, so would alcohol. So would gambling. So would anything that could make those chemicals for a um, an addictive personality do what it's supposed to do, the endorphins, all that kind of thing, the high, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to which then you just up the stakes. So I want to throw that out there. Then I, I will never say it is not, it never will be, and you are totally ridiculous. I would say to be safe too, obviously, because there's always who knows, that for most of us it, it will not be, and it is not. And it doesn't have the properties that it's supposed to have to create addicts like opioids do. That can create addicts out of people yeah, who otherwise would, be would not be addicts. Right. But, yeah. but I think that creates them. I think that creates them from people who would it's not an be addicts. That's used a lot. And like and you, you, you brought up some examples with the alcohol and so on. But I know that excuse has been used. I don't want to use the word excuse because that means I'm writing it off. And I'm not totally Theory. Right. Okay. Um, but that's been used. That argument has been used for porn. I've seen people say, "Well, the, the more the porn always escalates. It's not. It's not always just pictures. Then it gets into video. Then it gets into you finally raping somebody or whatever." And I've you, I've heard that well, argument. I've heard that argument before. Really? Oh yeah. No, I don't think. Um, I don't think if you're not violent, I don't think you would be violent. Well, that's the that's the that's the weird. I'm I'm not gonna say weird. It's not the weird part. That is the interesting part. Because most people, especially in the church community, in the Christian community, because this is where I heard that argument the most, is they viewed rape as a sexual thing and not a violent thing, um, which is something like – That's well, stupid. You're wrong. It is more of a violent act than it is a sexual act. But Violence and power. Yeah. But – so that's kind of where their – that's and why – cowardice. Right. And that's where that argument comes from. So I can understand where that argument came from. But like, OK, because I grew up thinking that, that that's what rape was. Um, now, obviously, I know better. Um but that argument, I'm just trying to say, has been used yeah, for other things. Yeah, you're trying to get things. somewhere and I stopped you. Sorry. No, that's all right. No, that argument has been used for for different things. Like, you know, just give them a little bit. They're going to take it a mile. Um, you can't do gun control. But well, if you and, do that, they're going to take all your guns away. They do away. all of that. They do welfare um, like that. They yeah, yeah, yeah. do unemployment. And there's always going to be someone out there who's going to abuse it. Of course. Yeah, even when we were talking a little bit last time about the uh, universal basic income, you know, are there going to be people who are going to take advantage of it? Yes, there's going to be people who take advantage of it. People take advantage of welfare. People take advantage of Medicaid and Medicare and all that shit. And socialized medicine over there. Guess what? Exactly. Those people are the same bitches, right? You got you got parents who abuse you and neglect you or whatever it is. Get pregnant. They'll get you an apartment. They'll help you out with your bills. They'll keep you in school. Yeah. Boom. It's a, it's a way out. But I, I think uh, the answer to all of that, the marijuana, the alcohol, the 
porn, whatever you want to talk about. The answer to me, for me, to all of it is it's just proper education. Talk about it. Stop making it be so taboo. Stop making it, not taboo, taboo in a way of talking about it taboo. Not taboo as like, yeah, it's a bad thing. You shouldn't be doing that. There's certain things you shouldn't be doing. Um, but you just keeping that line of communication open and start them young. If they start asking questions about it, that means they're ready to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, and we should educate, just educate people on the effects of marijuana, the effects of this, that, or alcohol, yada, 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 yada. Um, and not make it so, so taboo. I like the idea that we, when we were bringing Kirsten up in the house, I was telling Ruth, I'm like, let's not make sex such a taboo thing. I didn't learn shit about sex from my parents. I learned yeah, it all from my either. friends. Yeah. And then when my dad was supposed wow, to sit down and talk dumb. to me. Yeah. <laughs> and when my dad was supposed to sit down and talk to me about it, he didn't. He went and bought a book. He read it himself. He handed it to me. He says, when you're done reading and you have any questions, come see me. Um, that was my sex education for my folks. So – we made it a point I didn't with even Kirsten. Get a book. <laughs> Whatever, quit bragging. Right. No, but we made it a point with Kirsten of like, let's keep the dialogue open. Let's talk about this. Um, I try to so do that. My girls are like, no, and they like <laughs> scream and run in and different the, But at least they know that the, it's a subject that <laughs> they can talk about and not be embarrassed about. And I think that was the biggest thing that we're trying to get yeah. across to Kirsten. It's like you don't have to be embarrassed to talk about this shit. It happens. Guess what? Your mom, dad have sex. We do. Oh, God, you said that to her. Oh, yeah. He, that so is something she can deduce for herself. <laughs> but I just want to like get it out there. Like This isn't – we're not hiding anything, and we're not going to hide anything. Of course, we're not going to do it out in the open right in front of you. But <laughs> She has baggage because they love her too much. Too much. <laughs> but the point is just keeping that line of dialogue open. South, Southfieldtherapy.com. Change is coming. There we go. Ah, plug done. <laughs> but we even did that with the pot thing because she's came up to me and was like, you know, would you guys be mad if I smoked it? You know, How old I'm is she? Like, she's 18. Yes, now. it's illegal. So, I'm sorry. That's oh, well, we give her alcohol now too, so we couldn't really cross that line with her too too much. Um, yeah. Right. But we're like, no, the only thing that we require is like either you're doing it with us, which I don't. Um, and Ruth just does the edibles or you're doing it with somebody that we know and trust. You know, a, so don't be just doing it with strangers and so on and so forth. And you don't and don't hide it. That was the last well, thing I didn't want to do. Was have to here's hide another it. thing too, because I mean that's a really good point. The first time I ever smoked weed, of course, it was with other peers my own age, and we were unsupervised, of course. Of course. And we were walking through the neighborhood. I think was Hazel Park. I'm not sure. Which, okay, this was like in our early 80s, so it's, it was fine. But I remember being at a park. I remember um, like sitting at the top of the slide. There's like a playscape or whatever. And sitting on top of there. Early 80s, it wasn't, you know. Um, but it was there. And I remember, but I have no idea where I was. I'm not sure if I passed the park today if I would... If I would know, like for mm -hmm. my whole life, I was never sure. It was like, maybe it was this park. Maybe it was, that. I have no idea. I don't hang out with those people anymore. As a matter of fact, I didn't hang out with them very much at all um, before I never saw them again. And then that was that. So we have those kind of things to look forward to True. with our teenagers walking around the neighborhood, smoking weed, getting lost, right? The first time when it totally, whew, Totally films over your brain and you're <laughs> – that is something, you know, it's like the 21th birthday. Make sure you have your friends around with you when you start drinking. Make sure you have somebody you can trust. Well, that's, that's the, the trials of being a parent is how much of – how short is that leash? How much do you let your kids stumble? Because um, that's a tough one for Ruth of – because I'll sit back and like, no, I mean let her make her mistake. Let her make her mistake because if you don't let her make the mistake, she's not going to learn shit. Okay. And one catastrophe later, everything will never be the same. Right. And that's the thing is like where is that line? How short is that leash? How long is that leash? And that, But that's that's the that's the parent. I mean that's the – I think the one of the hardest parts about being a parent to – not just little kids, but even teenagers, because that's when they start making decisions that can affect them for a very long time. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, when I was a really little kid, weren't they still trying to find that Oakland County child killer when we were little? I remember that. I just hmm. don't remember if it was when I was a little bit older or if it actually happened 
I don't, I don't know. I I'm going to have to look up, see how old I was while it was going on, because I remember the story. I just don't remember why I remember it. Anyway, so, well, um, yeah. So, something to remember. I mean, you know, but I was an older teenager when this happened, so that was long over with. I would imagine. I think so. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, a white van, right? Open the door, pull in a kid. No idea. That was that was the fear when we were kids. I remember getting getting those horror stories when I was a little kid. You know, do kids still walk around the neighborhoods anymore? I don't know. Mine really don't. Mine never did. Well, we live in an apartment, so Kirsten barely leaves that place. Yeah. Um, but Ruth has a hard time letting her walk to and from school, even though the school's not even really a mile from, maybe about a mile from us. Um, but she has a hard time. Does she have a buddy? Um, most of the time she wouldn't. Yeah, so I would have a problem with it. No, you're fine there, Ruth. But it's, and I, the only reason I question is like I did it all the time. But so did I, but that was years ago. Life isn't like that anymore. And I was in Royal Oak. Not that Royal Oak is that much better than Warren. No, but it's busy. Um, but yeah, and I and I rarely took the side streets. I usually walked along the main road, mm-hmm. um, which was crooks at the time. Um, like people care. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I know. I so that's, Ruth and I don't argue about it, which is nice. But I can see how it. She has a r- more rough time than I do. With you know how much leeway do we give? Well, and I know her guilt factor too. Oh my god, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. You know she's your only child. No, you got to understand that. You got to totally understand that. Right or wrong, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Looks I like agree. we're down to about seven. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to time. So, it was good talking to you. Yeah. So what you else you got? Anything else? Um. Oh, real quick. Uh, I had my first tattoo appointment last. It was the 15th, and um, we're chit-chatting in the beginning. He was, he was doing a stencil up and everything. Do you hear this, Heather? And then he uh, he plugged in his phone to play some music, and I'm not shitting you. It was Leonard Cohen, and I was like, oh, my God. You like Leonard Cohen? It's like, I love Leonard Cohen. And so for wow. two hours, it was like just peaceful. I was like, this is Where were so you? awesome. Oh, Big Top Tattoo in Utica. Okay. Um, Shout so out to Big Top. So I was like totally geeked. And then at the end of it, he's like, you did great. You did great. He's like- we like the same music, and <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Well, I made an appointment. Well, no, that's not true. I tried to get in for my birthday tattoo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my guy isn't doing covers, so he's mm-hmm. not no copies. Like if you say, "Hey, here, I want this Daisy or whatever," the right, fuck. Right. mine is way cooler. But I'm just saying, uh, he's only doing custom work right now, and hmm. I I'm stuck. I'm stuck finding a new guy. That's a tough one. That I trust because I already got one piece of shit that I hate. And that right there is what makes me squeamish about every other time I walk through that door. Yep. That gave me PTSD symptoms. And I, I, I don't mean to make a joke about that. So no. I take that one back. But I get nervous and anxious mm-hmm. when I walk in because I don't want to end up with another black mark on me. And so, yeah, so I'm I'm really suffering right now, and I really didn't that. even want to talk about that. But then you got yours, and you did. You posted pictures, and it was all great. And here I am. I posted a couple of Look at that. Pasty white, same as it was so the last skin. time I saw it. Totally naked. So, yeah. Uh, for the audience reference, that was a forearm. Inner forearm. Where the yep. ink was supposed to go, and it did not. So it'll happen. It'll, You'll find your artist. Yeah, whatever. There's a bunch of artists on Instagram. Just starts thumbing through. That's so why I keep telling Kirsten she wants a certain one, and I'm like, you just thumb through Instagram. You'll find somebody. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping. I I mean, I know it's just the time and the effort, and you have the guy, and you feel comfortable, and you're like, cool. Yeah, the last time part. he put ink on me, I literally had my Kindle open and I was reading a book and I was leaving him alone, and he was just like working in peace and quiet. It was amazing. Loved it. Now he's a now he's big time. Yeah, this was this big was, time moving on. This was five hours, and the first half of it was I was sitting in a chair, and towards the end it was like we're getting on a two hour mark, and he's like, "Let's take a break. You're squirming a lot." And I'm like, "Because my ass is numb. My arm is fine. My ass is numb." And he's like, "Why don't you get up and walk around?" <laughs> nice, but, nice. I could swim in my eye, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tear, sir. <laughs> <laughs> No. So, so yeah. yeah. So congratulations on your outline. 
Yeah, getting, he didn't get to finish the line work, but uh, I want someone to copy a Banksy piece for me, and if I could add a little bit of watercolor. I love watercolor. I tattoos. do too. Anyway, it's a little girl, kind of. Anybody knows Banksy? Love him. One of my favorite artists of all time. Um, and of course, the story, the anonymity for all those yeah, yeah. years and whatever. That's just so great. But his use of negative spaces, a graphic designer, his use of negative space is like amazing. Anyway, so there's my shout out to Banksy in London. Hit me up, dude. Cool, cool. Yeah, let's get him. A, mm, whatever. Anyway, so um, we're about done. We got, what, three left? I don't know. Yeah, the one can, of the yeah. girl and. That's the cool. balloon. No, not the one Ruth asks. It's not the one with the girl in the balloon. It's the one with the girl and the little bird. Um, she's sitting on the ground. She's looking down at the little bird. Um, mm. But um, <laughs> little bird gone. Bye-bye. Just a little girl. So Cool. Yeah. So it, it'll happen. It'll happen. Later. I'm anxious to see it when it does. I know. Me too. So anyway, so that's that. That's part of my organic sleeve. So it'll happen over the years. Cool. As time goes by, so we'll figure that out. At any rate, we are at our done. I'll have at I our done. Yeah, that's I can't good enough for read me. and speak at the same that's time. That's fine. Ruth is texting me back and people, forth. People, people got it, got it. We got it. I can't even speak. <laughs> I myself. was gonna say it looks like you've been affected yes. slightly. And I haven't drank anything yet tonight. I haven't either. Coke. I think that that's that's the problem. That is the problem. All right. <laughs> so we're gonna go drink, and I don't know. Maybe want to walk outside and see if anybody wants to gift us some free weed. There we go. Um, I haven't seen it happen a whole lot yet. And well, apparently, Fox News was all ranting and raving about kids getting it on uh, Halloween by accident. So, <laughs> oh my! So apparently, Who's there's some parents out there giving nah, nah, gummies nah, nah, or something. Nah. Nobody's giving up a dime bag for but a kid. I, I'm not going to nope. bring that. I nope. forgot. Totally did not mean to bring it up at the end of the show because we're not going to talk about it. So because it's stupid. It's the dumbest <laughs> it thing is, I've ever it heard. Really is. Whatever. My gummies are my gummies. You see what I'm saying? Man, especially when they're like twenty bucks for twenty of them. That's right. right. So Screw let's that. see. Let's see what we can pull out of our ass in the next fourteen sleeps. We'll see you again in two weeks. Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. And sometimes Jessica. And sometimes Jessica. Tonight, Ellen. Uh, We have Randy occasionally as well. Uh, Southfieldtherapy.com, madsplattergraphics.com, Punk Wisdom anywhere. Just just by now the search engines got us. Go to Twitter, Punk Wisdom. We're in iTunes. We're We're at SoundCloud. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we're just like a thing. So... You can like just Jump on board. That's right. Pick it up whenever you're ready. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see what we can pull out of our ass the next time we come back. Cool, cool. Okay. That's it.